Hey everybody, my name is Ethix. My name is T. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Fearful, Fearful Thoughts. Well, what's up everybody? How are we doing? Good, how are you? Awesome, how are you doing? Doing alright. Awesome, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, they call me Dr. Billy. Dr. Billy, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? Talk, talk, I'd tell the listeners. Tell the listeners. I don't know if I can legally tell you what I do. Oh. We have a disclaimer, so... Yeah, we're explicit. We are very explicit on this show. Yes. I give body parts to people that need them, <clears throat> but the people I take them from don't really want me to take them. So you do it illegally, basically. I never said illegally. It's not illegal if you don't get caught. Yep, well, you're getting caught <laughs> now. Welcome to the show. Uh, we got... <laughs> well, little did you know this was actually an intervention. You're, you're going to jail now. That would be a sting op- op- operation. Yep. that you, You're you in the stinger. Well, the intervention is to get you to admit to everything. And you just did. Yeah. <laughs> you done fucked yourself up, A.A. Hey, hey, Ron. Um, so it's you go- done messed up, A.A. Hey, hey, Ron! Yep. <laughs> it's good to have you on the show. Um, so we actually brought you on here for this episode because we're going to be talking about uh, different cults from all over the U.S., except we only have a couple. We only have two. Yeah, because um, I guess that was kind of a weird way to put it, but... <laughs> I, I have one, and he has one, and uh, Yay, you're going to see uh, which one's more culty. So we're not yeah. going to talk about the two cults you guys are in. Shh. That, that number's not accurate. That's for me, my Kool-Aid, and my followers, okay? That's the, for their oh, ears yeah. only. Oh, yeah. What if I want to drink the Kool-Aid? I'm sorry, we're at full capacity right now, and, uh... What the fuck is this? Yep. Um, so basically, yeah, you're just gonna be judging. Whose is better? Whose cult is more just fucked up? Whose who's cult is more culty? Culty. Culty. I like that. <laughs> I don't think that's a real word. I just we'll coined it. it, okay? We'll go with it's, it. It's mine now. So if you haven't noticed already, and especially if you're not watching on YouTube, you probably should, because now we are on camera. Now you can see all the antics. Yeah, we, you can see all of us doing our weird shit on off camera. And, uh, yeah, just making it a little bit uh, A little bit weirder. A little bit weird. Weird in public. Fuck yeah. No masturbating under the table. God damn it. <laughs> now you can see me on the camera doing it. They yeah, that, that'd me. be considered porn, and you can't do that. It's only considered porn if they see it. Okay. I'll edit that out. Apparently, I have to. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, if you guys haven't already, I want you guys to go down to the Anchor app and voice message us on Anchor uh, if you want to have your idea featured on the next episode or if you just want to stop in and say hi or what's up and yeah we'll play it on the episode have we gotten any messages yet no we have not no messages nope. whatsoever no not messages on facebook nothing nope 17 episodes and uh not a fucking one it's okay though it's okay. i thought you said we had some comments oh yeah we had some lovely comments especially yeah, I thought that one that you showed me was really nice oh yeah that that one was lovely um, I wasn't talking about the asshat ones. The asshat one. Um, fuck you. Fuck Some you. Some people have to eat. Yep. Really nice guy that left a comment. <laughs> it was it was really uh, really thought out, and he, you know he said we deserve more subscribers, and you know th- thank you. Thank I you. I just want to say you, thank you so much. Uh, wish I had his name so we could say 
Oh, thanks to his dude. Uh, well, if do you have his name? No, I said I wish I did. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You get me his name so I don't accidentally take a couple fingers from him. Well, pretty sure I'll, he wants I'll, all ten of them. I'll see what we can do about that. We make no guarantees. Well, no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send him some paperwork in the mail. Nice, nice. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all the cult stuff just here in a little bit. But uh, what do you got for me this week? Or us? Well, um, first off, we did our... Uh, little taste test of our mythical meats. Yeah, fuck you, before, asshat, before on the we comment. started, so that way we weren't chewing on... Uh, we we tried griffin. Oh, yeah, it was really tasty. So, what, what, what's your thoughts on... Uh, definitely, it had a, some really good spice notes to it. I enjoyed it. It's not your typical jerky. It's it's really good. That wasn't jerky. Well, That's not jerky, stick. stick, whatever you want. Meat, meat stick. Meat stick. You, you put the meat, meat in, your mouth, in your mouth, and that's all that matters. You had my meat in your mouth. You know what? I gotta say, that's the best damn meat stick I've had in my mouth, and I'm straighter than an arrow. That you know of. Arrows can bend very easily. <laughs> <laughs> With enough pressure uh, behind them, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It, it had some really good flavor to it, and uh, it was had ostrich in it. Ostrich. Yeah. Big bird. I don't think Big Bird was an ostrich, I'm but pretty, all right. I'm pretty sure ostrich would be Big Bird mixed with Barney. A little bit. Dinosaur. Uh, they, they got the yeah. big dinosaur eggs. So it was yeah, really me. good. Um, yeah, where do you get those at? Mythicalmeats.com. Mythicalmeats.com. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, They're go delicious. Check. We we had the link on on the Facebook page. Yep, I saw I, that I you posted, posted that. Yep. Yeah. For all you meat lovers. <laughs> you want some meat in your mouth? Go well, get a mythical one. That's <laughs> right. Get that's smoothie with it. Mythical meat get in your mouth. Get smoothie with it. <laughs> that's right. Stupidest <laughs> fucking movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> but you keep quoting it. I so keep quoting it, but... So it wasn't that bad. You'll never get that hour and 45 minutes back. Oh, I yes, you will. he keeps quoting it because he wants to be the greasy strangler. I, I think he is secretly the greasy strangler. Why am I sitting closer to him than you, then? Bullshit artist. You're bullshit. bullshit artist. No, you're a bullshit artist. Horseshit. Horseshit. You're a horseshit artist. So uh, what's, what's our random horror fact of the week? All right, so our random horror fact of the week is let the right one in. For his own artistic reasons and because professional child actors are not a concept in Sweden the way they are in America, Alfredinson settled on a method of working with his two young stars that might seem unusual given how accustomed many moviegoers are to seeing children working in Hollywood. In the audition process, and even during principal photography, Hederbrandt and Linderson were not allowed to read the script. Their parents read it and approved all of the content, but the two actors were fed all of their lines and scenarios by Alfredson himself as a means of focusing on creativity, very spe- creating very specific moments. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. That is really interesting. You always, you always got the, got the fun, fun facts. Yeah, you know, a couple little. Now, now we can actually see oh, the wow. facts up there. It, the pictures as they're scrolling through. These are a couple pictures from the movie. Um, when was that movie released? 
I would say about 2010. Okay. Well, so it's been out a while, and I still it's, haven't it's, seen it. It's been out a while. There's actu- It's actually a remake. There's two of them. Hmm. An yeah. American version and a... Uh, Swedish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. I like yeah. that. Okay, so um, I got uh, I got something fun for you both today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you can't strip. Yes, okay. I can, and we I are, will, damn it. You are on camera. That's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're playing Two Truths and a Lie. That's right. You guys are in for a treat. Yeah, try to find out the lie. Um, so both of you, I'm going to tell both of you what each each one is. There's three of them. Okay? And then you're going to take your final guess, and then after that, uh, I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. So you're going to take a guess, then he's going to take a guess, and then uh, whoever loses is a loser, and whoever wins is a winner because you don't get participation trophies. Yeah. Not on this part podcast. I, I don't get any participation trophies. Nope. <laughs> I've been trying for one. Yeah. The winner can get smoothie with someone. Oh, God. Oh, all right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay. Let the game begin. So, after a stroke or some sort of brain trauma, some people can develop prazo, uh, prog- prosopagnosia, uh, also known as facial agnosia. Uh, this is when someone loses the ability to recognize faces. Okay. We have number two. In a recent analysis of saliva from Labrador retrievers and beagles, researchers found that canine saliva contains an assortment of antimicrobial enzymes, but there are people who are extremely negatively affected to these enzymes, and when in contact with the wound, after a while it starts to burn and blister, and then after that, swelling and high fever, also known as dog lick fever. And number three, the Japanese hornet is one of the largest and most venomous hornets in the world. A sting from this bug can result in kidney failure. So, uh, have fun, gentlemen. I picked some good ones this week. Yeah, you did. Holy shit. I don't think a hornet would do that. Alright. Did you, uh... Did you give us some did, thought? Did you... I gave it as much thought as you gave me time to think about it. Oh, you know, I can give you more time. Oh, you, I don't need more time. All right. You Which don't need more time. Lie? I don't think so. Which one's the lie? Hey. I'm going to go with that dog lick fever. Dog lick fever? What do you got, Tristan? And why the dog lick fever? Yeah, why? It just seems really stupid. Have you ever heard of cat scratch fever? That's a really good... That's a great song. Yeah, a really good song. And I it's was... also a real disease. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, know. you can get that, too. All right. So, just saying. Saying it's possible, huh? All right. Um. <laughs> having uh, some issues over there? Yeah. Um. I want to say A. A? Uh, facial agnosia? Yeah, just because I don't think the word's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, final answers. You could change right now if you want to. I'm sticking with my answer. Sticking with your answer? All right. So. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm sticking with it. The correct answer for the lie is B. Yeah, the dog lick fever. Hmm. So, yeah. Now, a facial nausea is actually a really creepy thing that actually happens with our brains. So, not only can it... 
uh, uh, you you don't recognize people necessarily. Right. Uh, the you can also it makes it to where when I was reading it, it said that you don't actually see faces. Like you don't see like some people say that they don't see facial like at all like no mouth no, no eyes. So basically, Slenderman, and oh, it's really shit. fucking creepy <clears throat> um, how they were explaining it. And they said uh, they woke up one morning and fucking turned over to their husband or wife and next thing you know it's just it's a blank face Dang. so it's really creepy um but yeah the japanese hornet can if the one sting could actually yeah. cause kidney failure that one i knew was a truth yeah i was gonna say i didn't go for a because i actually had a family member that had that oh did you I, oh i yeah. i, I oh, agreed wow. that it's a thing and so. i knew it was a thing i i questioned the spelling the word like, well, the if Google's wrong, it. that's on then Google. <laughs> I question the name of it because he's done that one to me before. Where the rest of the fact is true, but he changed one word. Yeah, and I, 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 and, I and I lost out because yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, I mispronounced it. It was prosno, prosopagnosia, prosopagnosia. Yeah. So so yeah. Sorry for the, uh, shitty. Uh, whatever it's called. All uh, the medical professionals out there are making fun of you right now. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, I, well, I that's, never that's the best that. thing is that we make fun of each other, and uh, everybody can laugh at us as well. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I even, no. Yeah, you can't tell me what to do, damn it. <laughs> I was I'm looking in the camera. I'm going to reach in there, motherfuckers. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> acting like the greasy strangler over there. He I'm really not. is. I, I'm not. Yeah. So, uh, you guys... Uh, you ready to judge? Am I ready Are you to judge? Threatening me? Yeah. I've been judging you two this entire time. Well, well, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we got a really fucked up uh, case here. Okay. Um, Has anybody ever heard of the Emmanuel David Colt? Um, I'm gonna say no. I've heard the name. I haven't looked a whole lot into it. Okay. Rachel David looked down to the street below as she sat upon the railing of her 11th story suite. Angry onlookers were looking up at her and chanting the words, Jump, bitch, jump. Charles Bruce Longo was born in Yonkers, New York on November 9, 1938 to a wealthy prominent area doctor. His mother was Episcopalian and his father was Catholic. He also had a younger brother named Dean who went on to become a police chief in Florida. Bruce was described as striking and handsome as a young man, not very athletic, but fun, loving, and active. This description came from a neighbor. Uh, his mother, however, described him as self-centered, and he thought he was better than others because his dad was a wealthy doctor. Bruce went to Gorton High School, and upon graduating in 1955, he enlisted in the Marine Corps. While in the service, he became friends with the members of the LDS Church and began attending services with them. In 1958, he returned to the Yonkers. Uh, he returned to Yonkers, where he was baptized as a member of the church. He served in the LDS Church run version of the Boy Scouts, and it is said that he was a strong influence on the young people. In 1960, Bruce was called to serve a two-year mission in Ugaria, uh, Uruguay. I'm probably saying that wrong. Bruce found, funded this miss mission himself. It was. While on his mission that his first inklings of mental instability began to surface. 
It is not uncommon for symptoms to show in someone that already has uh, uh, pros I can't fucking say it uh, for mental illness while they are serving a mission. He was hearing voices and told church officials that he planned on becoming an apostle. Despite this onset of mental illness, he memorized the Book of Mormon, the LDS Church compa uh, companion scriptures to the Bible, and he was described as a zealot that never slept. After his serving 11 months of his two-year commission, he was sent home. He had contracted hepatitis and continued to hear voices. Sending missionaries home early is typically not done unless it is deemed absolutely critical for the health of the missionary. Bruce was briefly hospitalized for psychiatric evaluation and treatment for his hepatitis, but continued to have visions. An example of what a zealot Bruce truly was, it has been said that he was responsible for baptizing his doctor and a nurse that cared for him in the hospital. Shortly after he was released, he headed to Brigham Young University, a reputable school owned by the LDS Church. Young LDS students go there with the hope of finding this eternal companion. That's an LDS term for husband or wife. Bruce majored in Spanish and minored in political science. He met Margaret Brigida Erickson, a fellow student at BUYU from Sweden. Margit was born on November 4, 1939 in Sweden and was converted to the church at the age of 18 before attending BYU. She was described as soft-spoken and easily influenced. Bruce proclaimed that uh, to Margit's roommate that he had a revelation that the two, he and Margaret, were supposed to get married. Margaret is said to have been flattered by Bruce's proposal. He was a good-looking and charming man. She dropped out of school, and the two were married in December of 1969. By that time, Bruce graduated in 1965. The couple had two children, and the family moved to Salt Lake City. Around 1969, Bruce claimed to have a revel revelation saying that he was going to be the next prophet of the church. In 1970, the standing prophet of the LDS Church, David O. McKay, passed away. Bruce was sure he was going to be named as his replacement and was severely depressed when that role was handed to Joseph Feeling Smith. Bruce had been in contact with the church officials during this time, professing to be God, the Holy Ghost, or the Messiah, and demanding all teeths from members to uh, be paid to him. Uh, Bruce was excommunicated from the church for apostasy, and as was Margit. Shortly after this, he grew out of his hair and let his beard get long and legally changed his name to Emmanuel David and Margit's name to Rachel. Emmanuel was the clear patriarch for the family, and Rachel doubtfully, uh, dutifully took on her role as the subservient wife. Emmanuel David formed a cult of about 13 followers, many of whom were family members, with some being friends. Almost uh, all had been excommunicated from the church and took on the surname of David, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel continued to claim that he was the Messiah and taught his followers to refer to him as such. At various times, he referred to himself as the Holy Ghost. God and Jesus all wrapped up into one. He seemed to truly believe this about himself, and so did his family and followers. Emmanuel acquired a heavy, finely crafted longsword that he carried with him at all times, claiming it was his holy weapon. It was inscribed on the words, Holiness to the Lord on one side and David on the other. 
Next to the Star of David, Emmanuel moved his cult along with his family to a small town called Manti, named after a city in the Book of Mormon. Mo uh, like most false prophets, Emmanuel was uh, charismatic and was able to convince some prominent people in Manti to dominate uh, to his cult. Uh, to donate to his cult, sorry. During their stay in Manti, uh, the Davids opened a knife crafting business that was run by the cult members, which is one way they supported themselves. The members also became adept at scamming people into donating money for supposed, uh, for supposed family emergencies. These scams caught the attention of the FBI, and David and his followers were under investigation for wire fraud in 1971, the David family and his devout group of followers moved out of Manti and took residence in hotels across different states, mostly in the West, uh, leaving unpaid bills in their wake. Uh, they made their way back to Salt Lake City in 1977 and moved to the International Dunes Hotel in downtown Salt Lake City. By this time, David, uh, the Davids had seven children who had all been given biblical names, Rachel, born in 1962, Elizabeth, 1963, Joshua, 1968, Deborah, 1969, Joseph, 1970, David, 1971, Rebecca, 1972. Their given names were Marcy, uh, Eva, Frank, Anthony, Deborah, Rebecca, Charles, and Bruce. Uh, they, too, all carried the surname of David. The David children were homeschooled by Rachel, the mother, and uh, and had never been to a uh, she'd never been to a public school. Lessons taught were reading, art, math, and Bible study. They were described by those who were able to see them as clean, neat, liberate, and well behaved. Um, their skin was milk white, no doubt from being kept in the sweet most of the time. The boys uh, wore their hair in braids like their father. The girl's hair was long and parted in the middle, pulled away from their face uh, by barrettes. Uh, they were never permitted to use the hotel swimming pool. Water is considered a place where the devil has a strong influence. There is a speculation that this may be why. Uh, the Davids kept the children sheltered from the outside world and would never allow them to speak to others with Emmanuel's permission. Whenever the maids came in to clean their suite, the children were ushered into another room until the cleaning was complete. The hotel suite they caught, uh, they lived in cost $90 a day, and it was paid daily with cash by Emanuel with a crisp $100 bill. The hotel manager, Jim Bradley, call, recalled they would order food from expensive restaurants in the area as Emanuel had a big appetite and was a large man weighing around 300 pounds and standing at 6'4". It was figured that the Daniels needed about $300 a day to maintain their lifestyle. That's equivalent to about $1,200 in, in today's money. Emmanuel did not work and hadn't since 1965, except for an odd job here and there. The family's living expenses were being funded by its members, some selling their homes and belongings and handling the proceeds over to David's. Uh, even prospective members would pay for the privilege of uh, belonging in this cult with one such woman donating $25,000 to the Davids. Another devoted follower who had been a member of the famed Tabern uh, <laughs> Tabernacle Choir at the time conned some of those members and friends out of money to hand over to the David family. 
This cult member was convicted of wire fraud and spent five years in prison. He used the story of a paralyzed nine-year-old girl in need of money for medical expenses as his con. He pleaded guilty to the charges, but in later years, he, he denied being involved in any illegal activities. Needless to say, there were all manner of fraud and scams going on, on those years, in those years that never fully came to light. This all speaks to the effectiveness of Emmanuel's charm. This was especially evident in the influence and hold he had on his wife, Rachel. She was described as unusually subservient to Emmanuel, probably due to the fact that she actually believed he was a god, or at least the very, or at the, or at the very least, a prophet. Emmanuel's sister-in-law stated that Rachel followed her husband around like a puppy dog. Emmanuel David had friends outside of the cult that helped him as well by loaning him money and use uh, used their vehicles. One such friend was a man of means who was a missionary companion of of Emmanuel while in Urugu uh, Uruguay. I don't know. Uh, this man is still living, so I won't use his name as he has struggled throughout the years for giving Emmanuel cash and loans and just generally buying into Emmanuel's stories. This friend was under the impression that Emmanuel had access to money due to his extravagant lifestyle. Emmanuel really pulled one over to his friend and took advantage of his kindness. On July 31st, 1978, Emmanuel entered his, his friend's place of employment, panicked and out of breath, stating that he needed to borrow his truck. The friend handed the keys to Emmanuel and off he drove, destination unknown to anyone but himself. Um... Pine Crest Canyon is located just east of Salt Lake City. It's filled with houses now, but in the 70s, it was used for outdoor re uh, recreation. On August 1st, a hiker discovered uh, the body of Emmanuel David in the passenger seat of the truck. He had rigged a new garden hose from the exhaust pipe to the inside of the truck. He had borrowed and used cloth to seal off any poten potential leaks. He had com uh, committed suicide. Uh, officers arrived at the International Dunes Hotel the next day to inform Rachel of her husband's death. The officers stated that she didn't seem shocked, just agitated and worried. She told the officers that her husband has been depressed and had a better place to go. She also added that she had no way of paying for his funeral. Rachel, who was whole, uh, wholly dependent financially on her husband, Emmanuel, must have le uh, felt desperate and at a loss as to what to do next. It is said that she made all made a call to her uh, family who lived in Denmark at that time. She spoke to the hotel manager that night uh, and asked if he would work uh, with her until she got her finances worked out. She even spoke to a uh, delic delicacin manager about the idea of enrolling her kids in school Although we will never know what transpired between that time the family arrived uh, back to their suite a little at 11 p.m. on that night, we do know what happened back at their suite at 11, or what happened approximately 7:15 on August 2nd, 1978. Jim Bradley, the hotel manager who had just spoken with the new widow uh, the previous e evening, was standing at the front desk when his wife, uh, who also helped manage the hotel, approached him and said, Jim, they're jumping from the balcony. Jim exited the hotel and went to the east side of the building where a crowd of onlookers was gathering. Witnesses that saw the whole event state uh, that who we now know as Rachel David walked her kids to the railing of room 1105. There she pushed Joseph 
8, David 7, and Rebecca 6 up and over the railing. At least two of these younger children clung to Rachel before going over. After that, the older children, Rachel's 15, Elizabeth 14, Joshua 13, and Deborah 9, st uh, uh, stood on folding chairs that were stacked next to the railing and jumped without uh, provocation from their mother. Uh, all the while this was happening, the crowd was yelling at Rachel to stop, but it was no avail. After the children had gone over, Rachel stepped up and sat on the railing for around 30 seconds. The crowd was angry at what uh, they had just witnessed and began chanting, Jump, bitch, jump! And this is exactly what she did. Six of the David family members landed on the canopy roof of the hotel coffee shop, nine stories below, and then onto the sidewalk. Three fell. Uh, the entire 11 stories onto the sidewalk. Uh, one of the boys ended up in the gutter. Witnesses say that the youngest daughter, Rebecca, desperately grabbed onto the railing and Rachel pried her fingers loose. This was confirmed when the autopsy was performed on, uh, on her by the bruising on the tips of her fingers and broken fingernails. They were all taken to the area to the area hospitals where they were all pronounced dead upon arrival or shortly thereafter, except one. Rachel, the youngest, the oldest child of Rachel and Emmanuel David. At first, it was thought that it was Elizabeth that was still alive. It was later confirmed that it was Rachel. Rachel was admitted to the shock and trauma unit in the of the LDS hospital. She was in a coma, and doctors weren't sure if she was going to survive. She immediately went into surgery, where she was administered 21 units of blood about a week into her hospital stay. She was listed in stable condition, although she was still unconscious. After two weeks, her condition from, went from critical to serious. She was still in a coma. However, the doctors felt that she was gaining consciousness. After mobile, multiple surgeries to repair her damage from the fall to her broken body, she regained consciousness. Uh, Rachel was kept protected, uh, protected from the public, uh, so little is known about what happened to her after being released from the hospital. What is known that she lived in a foster home for a time and has been in different care facilities in the Salt Lake Valley throughout the years. She lived with her uncle, Jacob David, who became her legal guardian and other cult members in Colorado until recently. While staying uh, with him, she was not able to remember what happened that day. At one point, she stated to her uncle, I want to shove it all out. I want my family back. She would pass the time uh, by doing paint, by number art. She, she loved coffee and listening to Neil Diamond. She believes her father will return someday as God because he never lied to me. According to Inside Edition, whom did an interview uh, with her in 1993, she has continued to try to follow the suicide order and has attempted to kill herself several times. She is now in long-term care in a, in a long-term care term facility in Idaho. Uh, she suffers with brain damage and is still in a wheelchair. Rachel is 56 years old, um, and the autopsies on the victims revealed that they all sustained fractions of the legs, ankles, or pelvis, indicating that they went down feet first. Spectators claim that none of the victims made a sound as they were falling. The medical examiner stated that it was uh, common for people who jump willingly from heights to make no sound at all. The police found a $5 bill in Emmanuel's wallet and $65 cash on Rachel's purse. There were no suicide notes. None of the children were wearing shoes, and they were found nearly uh, neatly placed in plastic 
uh, bags in a closet in the suite. After the deaths, Emmanuel's mother, uh, Luzanne, and brother Dean arrived in Utah and informed the authorities they weren't interested interested in taking any of the belongings. Yeah, I'm having tongue tied. Uh, of the David family and that they didn't have any money to provide funeral services. When officials went through the hotel to gather the family's belongings, there were several drawings the kids had done in honor of their father. One note that was written by two of the children read, Dear Daddy and Mama, we hope the temple goes. Uh, we hope the temple goes. We hope we can get uh, the watches soon. We hope uh, we go to the hotel Utah sooner than soonest. We hope California is destroyed. Love Joseph and David. <laughs> it was clear that they referred, uh, revered their mother and father and took their teachings to heart. The maids from the hotel, uh, the David stayed in struggled with regrets for not reporting the parents to social services. It is speculated that the reason Emmanuel committed suicide was loss of dis uh, disciples, which resulted in less cash. The pending investigations and unfulfilled prophecies, one, fi one filled prophecy uh, was that California would fall into the ocean and Salt Lake City would be consumed by fire. The state paid for the burial of the eight family members at the cost of $3,472. Their caskets were gray and there were... Uh, there was a spray of flowers placed on each one, pink for the girls and yellow for the boys. The parents' caskets were bare. Emmanuel's mother, Lu uh, Luzanne Longo, and his brother, Dean Longo. Rachel's brother, uh, Lenart Erickson, 18 members of the press, and about 100 onlookers attended the small graveside service that was held. The Lord's Prayer was recited, and Jim Larkin of Larkin Funeral Home gave the eulogy. He asked for a moment of silence from the crowd since he wasn't sure of what the David's beliefs were. He said the way they lived was no more more than a mystery uh, than the way they died. They were all buried in, on, in one unmarked grave until uh, just recently when a headstone was purchased for the family as recently as 10 years ago. Members of this cult still remain and believe that Emmanuel would return to earth as God. That was a mouthful. But, yeah. Wow. That's fucked up. Throwing your own kids over the railing. Literally took her fingers and just fucking pried them no, off the railing. No, you're not staying. You must go. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you go. I stay. No. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. How fucked is that, dude? That, that's and fucked up. You know, if I was one of the like the maids or like the the service people working in the hotel, you would think that somebody would actually go in there and maybe right. like see what was going on and be like, right. okay, maybe I should call social services. This is kind of fucked up. Something, yeah. Well, see, you got to remember they hid the kids in a different room whenever they came in to clean. No, 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 they didn't hide them. They just went into a different room while they cleaned. They didn't hide them necessarily. Like They're they knew that they were still away. there. Well, yeah, I know that, but Keeping how would any contact. of the maids know what's going on if they can't see the children? Because they were suspicious about it from the get-go. So they should have done something. They should have done something, at least a wellness check. Think about it like that. But like, When did that happen exactly? Uh, this was in the 70s. 70s. Yeah, yeah so things, 70s. things weren't necessarily how they are now. Yeah. So. 
Well, no, I, I so like I, now we think of it, and we're like, yeah, you should have done a wellness check. But back then, they're like, uh, you you handle your family business, and I'll I'll handle mine. Yeah, and you know. Well, on behalf of that, I got one thing so. to say. Rachel, pretty sus. Super. Rachel's pretty sus. Yes, yes, she is. Uh, which one? Because there were like fucking. <laughs> there was a couple. The mother. It, it's the, the mother. It's the name. Just any of them with the name Rachel. I uh, voting yeah. out her own kids. Voting out her own kids. Right? She's <laughs> like, you're it. You're it. Hmm. Nope. Hmm. God All right, damn. My turn. None of the kids got med base scan. They can't prove their innocence. Yeah. Oh God. That's fucked oh, up. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to 2021, where the humor is dark and we're great. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So that was that was pretty good. Um, I think it's time that we go to uh, a little bit of a. There will be blood. I was gonna say sponsor break. Oh, shit! I but, thought we were uh, gonna duel to the death. No, 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 not yet. Damn it! <laughs> I left the glow in the dark condoms in my car. Bastard! You were supposed to bring those in. We need more light, damn it. <laughs> I got a couple black lights at home. So, you want to go to a little, little quick little, little sponsor break, huh? Yeah. From uh, who, who's our sponsor this week? Take it away, Anchor. They're here. Well, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the after party of the after party. Of the after party. Just Did you bring the drinks? Where's the snacks? I brought the smoothies. You brought the smoothies. Oh, you smoothie, you. Oh, you smoothie. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, So, what do you have to say about his story? Yeah. I believe like we're talking Colty, about... Like Colty, Colty-wise. Colty? Yeah. Colty-wise. Is it, on a scale of one to Colty, how... One to Colty. <laughs> Is there a two-point Colty? There, uh, there, there could be. There very well could be. Uh, we're making this shit up on the fly. So, I mean, one to ten. How about that? Will that make it easier? <laughs> the way I see it, this guy just out of the blue gets kicked out of the church because he's thinking his own special thing, and then he cons a bunch of people into giving him money, and in the end, his wife commits suicide, and then, well, after killing all of their children besides one. Yep. It's interesting. But all the followers and everything like that, and the one daughter still... She was so fucked up in the head afterwards, she still believes in her father's antics. Like, it's super fucked up. And it, people still believe in all in that, that whole that, thing. I, but what was the belief system of the cult? I didn't catch that. At the very end, I said it. You didn't catch that? What, I, what the cult believed I in? I was still really stuck up on the whole fact of, like, me being a parent. Like, I would never throw my kid off of a balcony. Oh, just wait. Wait till she gets older. Teen. Teenage years, and you're going to be like, I should have thrown you off a balcony. I, I have that idea. <laughs> I don't have a balcony. Me. That's the problem. Because I've been there quite a few times. Yeah. Man. No. Um, basically, they were... It, it was like the second coming of uh, of what was going on. Like he was he was gonna take all these people and, and basically go to heaven. But um, they, I'm trying to find it. Fucking like their actual belief system. That's what I, the, I it it went over that. I just gotta find I, it. I again. don't recall. It, it touched it very briefly. Okay, I did it so briefly that I very, just very briefly totally forgot it. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah, all right. No, I just well. Damn it. Okay, whatever. You well, you have a story to go through. So well, first <laughs> and foremost, I have 
an explanation of Colts. Oh. Which should have been at the beginning, but... Don't drink the Kool-Aid? Oh, we'll get or to that one. Or at least don't drink their Kool-Aid. Their Kool-Aid seems pretty screwed. Oh, uh, their Kool-Aid's not as screwed as my Kool-Aid. Okay, then. Dude, th- that's like <clears> some, <throat> like, coconut grape Kool-Aid over there that they got. I like coconut, like, so what the fuck's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing. It's you like, don't put coconut and grape together. It's like diet Kool-Aid he's got over there. Sugar-free. <laughs> Wee, yeah. wee. Maybe that's why we call you the Greasy Strangler. You don't know how to have fun. I'm not the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> he says that now. But when we were at break, he, he pulled me aside and he said, I am the Gonna Greasy Strangler. No, 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 no. And then, of course, you told like, me you were the Greasy Strangler. No, no. And then he was like, Janet, Janet, am, am I, I doing, doing it right, right Janet? Janet. Am I doing it right? All right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Get on with your cult explanation. <laughs> All right. Please tell us what a cult is, actually. Give us a brief explanation. In modern English, a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or phys- philosophical beliefs, or by its common interests in a particular personality, object, or goal. The sense of the term is controversial, having divergent definitions both in popular culture and academia and also and has also been an ongoing source of contention among scholars across several fields of study the word cult is usually considered pejorative I don't know that's a weird fucking word Uh, I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't know man Uh, an older sense of the word cult involves a set of religious Devotional practices that are conventional within their culture are related to a particular figure and are often associated with a particular place. References to the cult of a particular Catholic saint or the imperial cult of ancient Rome, for example, use this sense of the word. While the literal and original sense of the word remains in use in English language, a derived sense of excessive devotion arose in the 19th century. Beginning in the 1930s, cults began became the object of sociological study in the context of the study of religious behavior. Since the 1940s, the Christian countercult movement has opposed same some sects and new religious movements labeling them cults because of their unorthodox beliefs. Since the 1970s, the secular anti-cult movement has opposed certain groups and in the reaction to acts of violence which have been committed by some of their members, it has frequently changed them with practicing mind control scholars and the media have disputed some of the claims and actions of anti-cult movements leading into further public controversy. Oh, wow. So that's that's pretty interesting. It's very interesting because if you really think about it, Christianity was the first religion. You know, Jesus, the Bible, crucified. Was that Catholic? No, that was, uh, I think that was Judaism. Oh, okay, well, getting back on topic... Wouldn't, since we all started out with the one religion, you know, back when Christ was alive, 
Wouldn't that just was make, he really alive? Wouldn't that just make every religion we have this to this day just a cult? And you can, uh, you can definitely. I, I don't know. He literally just read the description. I know, just, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. religion he, beliefs and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I don't want to offend any of our you or our, our listeners, our viewers right now, but well, like, that's why we typically stray away from religious topics. We, we do, but, but it but is hard is, sometimes with this, some of the topics. Like we did um, an episode on the witch trials. No, oh, yeah, and it was really hard to stay away from religion in that because it was heavily religiously driven. Like, yeah. Uh, I the think witch trials. If you want my personable opinion on that, like I would, uh, I'd have to say, like you, you got to think back from the times, and this is, and this, I'm going to touch base on this just a little bit. It's really hard to tell what was the first religion because there were so many different types of cultures, especially back in the day, so many different belief systems, and so many different, um, just just people out there that like, you know, <clears throat> and, and it's yeah. It's it's one of those things that like you, you're just gonna have a, a tough time trying to dis- decide what you consider a cult in that aspect. Whether it's just you know it just could just be a belief versus acting upon these you know really shitty things that you do in your belief. So so the difference between thinking about throwing your kids off of a balcony and actually throwing your kids off of a balcony. Exactly. Yeah. I'd like know, to think in, I'm in between. In, in my own, in my own opinion, I think they're all cultish. A little bit, because I, I, it's our way or the highway. You're one of us, kind of mentality. Oh, yeah, dude, dude, you know, I, I don't agree I, with I any. I ordered pizza the other or a while ago with some of my friends at a party, and the delivery driver when he when we opened the, up the door for him, we all just started chanting "One of us, one of us," and. Lucky for him, he had just clocked off work. He was our, or we were his last delivery, so he just jumped in on the party and drank the Kool Aid. Oh well, there shit. is evil. That motherfucker, <laughs> that the one that you just played. That guy's fucked up. Um, no, but yeah, there, there's he drank some, the David, the David's Kool Aid, the David's Kool Aid. Um, oh, this Kool Aid in my story is way strong. Well, it's, it's like super Kool Aid. It's super Kool-Aid. It's super Kool-Aid. All right, fucking, yes. fucking get, Are you get ready into it. it. Yep. Let's see. We will be talking about <clears throat> the very infamous Jonestown Massacre. Have you heard of this one? I have. I have not, so Ooh, I'm you're, in for a You're treat. in for a treat, buddy. So uh, we'll get started on this. The Jonestown Massacre occurred... On November 18, 1978, when more than 900 members of an American cult called the People's Temple died in a mass suicide murder under the direction of their leader, Jim Jones. It took place at the so-called Jonestown Settlement in the South American nation of Guyana. I might be mispronouncing that, but... Jones had founded what had what became the People's Temple in Indiana in the 1950s, then relocated his congregation to California in the 1960s. In the 1970s, following negative media attention, the powerful, controlling preacher moved with some thousand or so of his followers to the Guyanese 
jungle where he promised they would establish a utopian community on November 18th, 1978. U.S. Representative Leo Ryan had gone to Jonestown to investigate claims of abuse, was murdered along with the four members of his delegation. That same day, Jones ordered his followers to ingest poison-laced punch while armed guards stood by. Prior to the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, the tragedy at Jonestown marked the single largest loss of U.S. civilian lives in a non-natural disaster. The megalomaniac man behind the tragedy, Jim Jones, came from humble beginnings. Jones was born on May 31, 1931 in rural Indiana. In the early 1950s, he began working as a self-ordained Christian minister in a small churches around Indianapolis. In order to raise money to start a church of his own, the charismatic Jones tried various ventures, including selling live monkeys door-to-door. Did you know that more than 400 unclaimed bodies from Jonestown tragedy are buried at the Evergreen Cemetery in Oakland, California, where many of Jim Jones's followers were from? A stone and memorial to the Jonestown victims was unveiled at the cemetery in 2008. Jones opened his first People's Temple Church in Indianapolis in the mid-1950s. His congregation was racially integrated, something unusual for the time of a Midwestern church. In the mid-1960s, Jones moved his small congregation to Northern California, settling first in the Redwood Valley in Medicino County. In the early 1970s, the ambitious preacher relocated his organization's headquarters to San Francisco and also opened up a temple in Los Angeles. In San Francisco, Jones became a powerful figure. He curried favor with public officials and the media, donated money to numerous charitable causes, and delivered votes for various politicians at election time. People's Temple ran social and medical programs for the needy, including a free dining hall, drug rehabilitation, and legal service, legal aid services. Jones' message of social equality and racial justice attracted a diverse group of followers, including the idealistic young people who wanted to do something meaningful with their lives. As Jones's congregation grew, estimates of the group size vary. A 1977 expose New West Magazine put the number of the People's Temple members at roughly about 20,000. Negative reports began to surface about the man referred to as Father by his followers. Former members described being forced to give up their belongings, homes, and even custody of their children. They told of being subjected to beatings and said Jones staged fake cancer healings. Faced with an unflattering media attention and mounting investigations with the increasingly paranoid Jones, who often wore dark sunglasses and traveled with bodyguards, invited his congregation to move with him to Guyana, where he promised them they would build a socialist utopia. In 1974, a small group of Jones's followers went to Guyana to establish an agricultural cooperative on a tract of jungle in the tiny nation. Um, in 19, 
77 Jones and more than a thousand temple members joined them and moved. However, Jonestown did not turn out to be the paradise of their leader had promised. Temple members worked long days in the fields and were subject to harsh punishments if they questioned Jones's authority. Their passports and medications were confiscated and they were plagued by mosquitoes and tropical diseases. Armed guards patrolled the jungle compound. Members were encouraged to inform on one another and were forced to attend lengthy late-night meetings. Their letters and phone calls were censored. Jones, who by then was declining in mental health and addicted to drugs, had his own throne in the compound's main pavilion and compared himself to Vladimir Lean and Jesus Christ. He was convinced that the government, the media, and others were out to destroy him. He also required People's Temple members to participate in mock suicide drills in the middle of the night. Leo Ryan, a U.S. representative from California, heard from some of his con- constituents that their family members were being held against their will at Jonestown and decided to go there and investigate. Ryan arrived in Guyana on November 1978 with a delegation that included news reporters and photographers along with concerned relatives of some of the People's Temple members. On November 17th, the congressman and the reporters were welcomed to the Jonestown compound. To their surprise, with a dinner and evening of entertainment, Jones even agreed to meet with the reporters. However, during the visit, some People's Temple members asked Ryan's group to help them get out of Jonestown. On November 18th, Ryan and his group, which also included a small contingent of People's Temple defectors, left Jonestown. While waiting at a nearby jungle airstrip, they were ambushed by gunmen sent by Jones. Ryan was killed along with a reporter and a cameraman from NBC, a photographer from the San Francisco Examiner, and a female People's Temple member who was attempting to leave. The same day as the murders at the airstrip, Jones told his followers that the soldiers would come for them and torture them. He ordered everyone to gather in the main pavilion and commit what he termed a revolutionary act. The youngest members of the People's Temple were the first to die, as parents and nurses used syringes to drop a potent mix of cyanide, sedatives, and powdered fruit juice into the children's throats. Jones had reportedly obtained a jeweler's license at some earlier point in his life, which enabled him to stockpile cyanide. Adults then lined up to drink the poison lace concoction while armed guards surrounded the pavilion. This horrific event is the source and the phrase, drinking the Kool-Aid. When the Guyanese officials arrived at the Jonestown compound the next day, they found it carpeted with hundreds of bodies. Many people had perished with their arms around each other. Jim Jones, age 47, was found in a chair, dead from a single bullet wound to the head, most likely self-inflicted. The death toll at Jonestown on November 18, 1978, was 909 people, a third of them children. A few people managed to escape into the jungle that day 
while at least several dozen more People Temple members, included several of Jones's sons, were in another part of the country at the time. In total, only 33 survived. A terrifying recording of the event, known as the Death Tape, helped investigators understand what happened that night. Researchers also found over 1,000 recordings of propaganda, conversations, and sermons that painted a gruesome picture of the activities of the People's Temple. Gee. That's uh, a little excessive. Did you say 909 people? Yes. Dead. 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 From drinking the Kool-Aid. Except for what, dude, did you say 30... 33. Only 33 33 survived. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what? I bet you all those people, and I'm really glad I wasn't alive during that time, probably smelled pretty bad. Smells like Bigfoot's dick! They probably did. A little bit. Uh, So... Smells like bacon. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> no, but that that's fucking crazy though. I I didn't I knew about like what happened, but I didn't realize the extensiveness to yeah like the, <laughs> the, the fucking drinking the Kool Aid portion of it. Yeah, that's that's where the term like, came from. That's it crazy. was never really a, a term Thing. before that. That is really crazy. Uh, Remind me never to come over to your house and drink Kool-Aid. Oh, I got plenty of Kool-Aid for you, buddy. <laughs> I'll stir it with my dick. Oh, Jesus. So, they <laughs> sold uh, as like a scam. It selling monkeys? <laughs> what Don't, the fuck? <laughs> right, live right? monkeys at that. Live monkeys. That's door fucking Door-to-door awesome. salesman selling live monkeys. Did, did he have the monkeys? Like, did, they were there? I would have bought you, one. You know, I, I should have looked into that part a little bit more, but... As a fucked up and illegal as that is, I would have been like... Well, well back then, I don't know that it would have been illegal. Take my money. I mean, the laws were different. The laws were. were very different back then. I mean, maybe it was illegal back then, still, but... I, I'd still want a monkey, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, that, how crazy is that? You're expecting a door-to-door salesman with a vacuum or something, and he's got a fucking monkey. What can this monkey do? He throws shit. And he's had. <laughs> Come he likes, get your live monkey over here. <laughs> he likes monk. He likes bananas. He likes bananas. Don't give him the Kool Aid. <laughs> Don't give him the Kool Aid. I named him Cyanide. <laughs> the dancing monkey. Oh God. I mean Jesus. The Christ. dancing monkey that can mix Kool Aid for you. Just don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> exactly. What that shit? Oh God. Um. That's all over the walls so, now because I bought a monkey from him. So, right. Well, now I guess. I guess so. The death toll. To be fair, the uh, yours is higher for death. For Mine's sure. bigger. Yes. Yours. De- <laughs> okay. See, it's it's intriguing. <laughs> his cult leader did it right though. He took out his followers and then himself. Yeah. That's yours exactly how he did. It. Just he he offed himself and hoped that his following would take place. No, but get this, my okay. So I shouldn't say my cult leader because that just sounds fucking weird. Right, right. You, you're your subject. Yeah, my my subject for the for the story is it's. I feel like mine is more. It, it's. I think it's better, and not in like, you know, not. I'm not saying it's good to do what they did, but. <laughs> I'm saying it like as a story, it was better to me because if oh, you man. It, it, yeah, if you really think about it, like yeah, your guy he had to trick people to drink all this fucking Kool Aid and kill themselves. They willingly followed him. Okay, okay, they might have willingly followed him 
But Just like your guy had followers who were willingly. Most of his followers were family, from what I caught from the story. But he did have a few that weren't. Yeah. No, he had more than a he few had, that he weren't. He had quite a he, few that weren't. He had people that uh, that changed their name to. Yeah. Uh, uh, so to, he'd have to their the same, names. Yeah, yeah, David's is what makes it way easier to remember names. Yeah. So when I start a cult, all David. of you guys have to change your name to Dingus. Dingus. Fuck you. To Dingus. Dingus. Nope. Greasy nope. Strangler. No. no. One of you will be the Greasy Strangler. Everybody else will be Dingus. Yeah, I saw you writing a bunch of shit over there. I was just telling <laughs> our viewers on my spectacular whiteboard, but I don't think they could see it that well. We were uh, telling them to su- subscribe and letting them know what platforms we were on, like Facebook and Spotify, yep. Apple Music, Google Music. You are the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, half tempted yeah. to put it up to the camera and go, am I doing it right, Janet? Am I doing it right, Janet? <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, no, I don't know. So I guess, Daniel, uh, you got the uh, – you got to say what who won. Who won. Who's this Daniel person we're talking about? Dr. Billy. Dr. Billy. Well, you're I mean, not in I, costume. I, 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 so I'm sorry I'm not in costume. I just, you know, I showed up here. I was summoned. I'm sorry that my three days in medical school and my PhD on the back of a Chinese takeout menu means nothing to you. Okay. Well, hello, beautiful. Oh, man. I I would love to say that it, uh, I, I, I'm not going to get a checkup anytime soon. I'll say <laughs> oh, that. Oh, come on. I don't on. have a hospital. But you know what? I can tell you where they make some pretty good egg rolls. Uh, how about some Kool Aid? <laughs> anyway, so Doctor Billy, who do you who do you think uh, who do you think wins? You know, I thought about it while you were reading your story. I thought about it while he was reading his ethics T. Both your cults are really fucked up. <laughs> Well, right. Well, well. Your that's cult, we, 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 you're, you're, you're subject cult. Subject. <laughs> the mother of these children just threw them out of right. a balcony. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. That's, I mean, it, it becomes a little bit more personable at that point. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, at that point, I question if the Messiah himself knew how to brainwash people because that's just like. Wow! And they jumped hit feet first, like yeah, that's that's not instantaneous. That's no, that's breaking bones, bleeding <laughs> internally, and the accordion effect. Accordion effect. You ever seen uh, Looney Tunes? Yes. <laughs> but I, I will admit, I will admit, yes. I think my favorite part about your story was the crowd after. Just jump, watch bitch, him. Jump. Yeah, exactly. Just watch him, and then all of a sudden, cheering around, jump, jump, jump. I was waiting here to do Everybody. a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and then T, I mean, your guy had a following of thousands of people. And monkeys. And monkeys. <laughs> yeah, don't forget Soul. the monkeys. The monkeys is a big part of the it. The monkey slave trade right there. Yep. <laughs> the monkey sex trade. Nice little bow. <laughs> Killed 909 people with Kool-Aid. Fuck Most yeah. of them children. Yeah. Drinking the Kool-Aid, bitches. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the motherfucking Kool-Aid. And he sat back. While they all died from drinking the Kool-Aid, and then offed himself, so he so, made sure so they all pretty, fucking died first. He was first. pretty much just chilling back in his lazy yeah. boy recliner, watching all oh, these people drop oh, dead. He had a throne. He was sitting in his throne. Yeah, lazy boy recliner. He was the this Messiah. Day and age. 
He was. Watched all of them drop <laughs> dead and said, you know what? My life's complete. Just yeah. done. I would have yeah. just drank in the Kool-Aid because why not just – but he wanted to be different. He's like, okay, I'm well, no, no. But so he wanted to be the last one. He so he wanted to make sure that everybody else went. If, if I remember right, cyanide isn't just a poison, but it also like eats away oh, at your internal organs. Oh yeah, it's organs. not a quick death. It's a very painful. But that that is said in here though that there it was a concoction of cyanide and um, god damn it, drugs. Yeah, see yeah, what some, happens. <laughs> some some other yeah. I am forgetting some things. I, some other drugs that uh, kind of like lulled them to sleep. Almost. Almost. Almost lulled them to sleep. So they probably still drop feed them. Cyanide and sedatives. Oh, okay. Is what the children got with a, a hint of fruit juice. Hint of fruit juice powder. <laughs> God, a hint of fruit a juice powder. Just a dash of Kool Aid powder. Just a dash. A dash. And, and, and <laughs> to be the parents and the, the adults feeding this to the kids because they said that they fed it to the kids through medicine like medicine droppers yeah piece like, of shit and to kill that many kids i don't recommend doing <clears throat> that to your children it's probably against the law nowadays yeah, you know, I, I i would just give them a little bit of nyquil nyquil turkeys they work the best nyquil with a little melatonin oh. a little melatonin nyquil Falling concoction asleep. there out like a light oh yeah so, but the thing is, you give it to them, and then you take it yourself. <laughs> and, and, and the reason is, is because some kids have an adverse effect to NyQuil. So this way, it ensures either way, you're getting a good night's sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> That's very true. Parenting 101. <laughs> Parenting 101. And, and you use the duct tape to tape them to the chair so they can't get up and get around while you're passed out. At that point, just... Buy a treadmill, go get a trike or a bicycle, and you chain that bike up to the tricycle, and you handcuff them to the bike so they got to keep pedaling. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll see, at least I was going to have a little sippy cup with one of those long curly Q fucking straws for them to drink, and, and some cartoons on. That's too nice. <laughs> while I, I, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm passed out of sweet. So. You're like, I'm enjoying my fucking night's rest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do what you want. Zoom, zoom, motherfucker. And it's not going to be the kid's favorite cartoon. It's going to be my favorite cartoon. So Ren and Stimpy. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm not going to say <laughs> either one of your subjects of your cults were amazing because that would make me look really bad. No, they're amazing. They're amazingly fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are really fucked up. But I would have to go with T's cult. T's T's cult subject. Death count and monkeys. We got gotcha. you. Death count. The monkeys <laughs> is what did it, right? The monkeys. Death count. <laughs> monkeys. And just the brutality. Parents feeding. You know, cyanide and sedative Kool-Aid to their children. Yeah, well, at least those kids got sedative. <laughs> then you get <laughs> fucking. Oh, get out of here, you little bastard! <laughs> like, push him off the edge. Get out of here. <laughs> they're both. I mean, they're at least both they gotta fucking. go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> While their guts are being eaten up from the inside out. Fucking little Rachel over here getting her fingers pried off from the goddamn balcony. No, mommy, no. Get out of here, you little bastard. Kick her with her foot. <laughs> Let one less mouth to feed. I can stop. One less mouth to feed. 
that's awful. That's awful. Jump, you bitch. <laughs> Jump. I will. Just give me a second. Well, at, least, at least they didn't have someone downstairs ready to curb stomp any survivors. Oh, well, that is true. They, they probably should have. I bet they would have. If that mother would have survived, they would have. That's what I'm saying. For, for, they should have had somebody standing by for her, for the mother. Not for the kids. I mean, that that's fucked up. We'll catch shit. you. No, don't. No, we're going to catch you. <laughs> we're going to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Just monkeys. Yeah, the monkeys is really door-to-door monkey argument. salesman. <laughs> like, just, just, hey, you want to buy a monkey? Well, yes. I've been waiting for somebody to come sell me a monkey. That's not how I want my Sunday to end, or even begin at that point. I do? What the fuck? I want a monkey. Someone came knocking on my goddamn door going, Sir, 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 would you be interested in this monkey? Uh, uh, how much and, um, how many can I have all at once? Have a little monkey fight club. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Give him a little boxing gloves. Come on, Donkey Kong. Beat the shit out of your brother. Let's go. We're going to be playing live-action King Kong here. Oh, no. Oh, man. I used to have a gorilla suit that I used to wear during Halloween. I could bring that over. Was it really Halloween? Or was that one of your little sex sex games? Yep. This was in middle school, so I'm really hoping Halloween. Sex Or my parents had a really bad fetish. I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, come knock on I mean, the we, door. We saw so how you turned you. out, so, I mean, obviously. Out of everyone in my skeletons. family, I, I would like to say I think I'm. No, they, they, they put you in the monkey well, that, suit. Well, that's what I say about my family, too. And you see where we're at right now. Basically. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting right next to the greasy strangler. Fuck you. I know. <laughs> you motherfucker. Is he doing it right, Janice? Janice, is he doing it right? No, he's not doing it right. Is he greasy He's not enough? getting smoothie. He, need, he, needs, he needs more grease in his coffee. I'm going to fuck both of you up. Anyway, so you're going with Tristan. You're going with Tristan, huh? I'm going with T all the way. Oh, man. Damn it. T all the See, way. See, you might have won had you chosen this this particular one. You know, because it, it was up on the fence, honestly. But I kind of figured you were going to go with this one because I had Jones. two different. I had two different ones. So I could have done the other one had you said that you already started this one. That is... Okay. Fair. I had two picked out. Um, in fact, actually, I will pull up what the other one was. You got the page? If I, I do. If I'm being honest, yours is... Man, it was really hard to choose. They're both fucked up. I ah. mean, monkeys? I, I could kind of The monkeys le- is probably what did it, right? I could care less about the monkeys. Oh, what the fuck? I could care less about the monkeys. But I mean... Mm. The mother of the children pushed him off of a balcony. Big whoop. They fell, hit concrete probably, went splat, made pancakes. <laughs> that is... A little bit of strawberry up. sauce on the side. Jesus. These parents, on the other hand, are just sitting there while their kids are wide awake. Here, honey, take a little bit of this special <laughs> Kool-Aid. God. It's time for your medicine. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the other one I was going to do was Heaven's Gate. Oh, I was looking at that one also. That's funny. So, you know, we could have, like, totally... We could have just figured something out. I I don't know how much of the podcast you've listened to, but amazingly enough, on our topics, we've managed to go, like, be in completely different areas. We've not... I think one time we had one story story that was the same. Yeah. Because we never usually tell each other what we're doing. We just pick a topic and we go... Research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, re- a little bit of research and stuff. Uh, I think the only one that we really sat down and said, "Hey, 
these are the stories I'm doing was our last episode. Yeah. So. Where uh, he had very specific ones he wanted to do. I wanted to make sure I didn't do those ones. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, so. Elizabeth. Jeffafa. Jeffafa. Ah, no, this, this is everyone's Colt 101 class right now. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't want to be hearing from it. Anyone's lawyer saying they're trying to start a cult, though. And if you do start a cult, mix the Kool-Aid right. Let us know in our, what is it called, Anchor? Anchor app. Uh, Anchor yeah. App. Yeah. <clears throat> Voice message us on Anchor if you want to, you know, drink start the Kool-Aid. Start a cult. We might be interested. Let us know the deets. And then, uh, yeah, also comment on YouTube, too, because this is uh, where the video is going to be. Hi. Hi, camera. Fuckers. What would you say, fuckers? Yeah. Hi, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're being all nice and we sweet got, over there. We got there. T, Dr. Billy, the greasy strangler over here. I am not the fucking <laughs> greasy strangler. <laughs> am I, I doing it right, Janet? I don't know. <laughs> Good old ethics. Do you think he's getting I mean, enough, Janet? A fucking standby. He's either the greasy on. strangler or he's um, a pedophile with the back black-eyed kids. No, I don't is, consider is that. He an I, it's not pedophilia have, if you're protecting have, yourself, okay? I, uh, it's not have, pedophilia. Have you, have you listened to that episode? The black-eyed kids? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it where, first thing where, where he talks about jerking off in front of him. It's my, it's my Did you miss that part? Because, like... That's his, that's his whole plan. Okay, hold if on. Black Eyed Kids if come, we're going to go back to this topic yeah, really fast, yeah. my, my, my <coughs> thing... Okay, let me explain it. I got this. Let me do explain you, this. Yes. Do you, Janet? Yes. Okay, so... Do you at least close your eyes? Huh? Do you at least close your eyes first? Close my eyes? No. Because it doesn't matter if, if you get caught fucking looking at the Black Eyed Kids. It doesn't fucking matter. No, it's... So basically, my thing is, is uh, you know, if they're fake... They're probably going to run away, right? And if they run away, that means that they're probably not real. But I'm going to try to fucking, you know, freak out these black-eyed kids and just run, you know, run up the stairs or run towards the front door, just jerking off really fast, just going, ah, oh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's how you find out. Okay, maybe that's a little pedophile-ish, but you know what? It's protection because as long as I don't – and then I'm just going to slowly just – just do things. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, here. Oh here here's you some kids for you right here. Yeah. yeah. I just brought up some fucking black-eyed kids for you. To yeah, get I the fuck out of here, black-eyed kids. I'm going to... I just go. want everyone to know that's listening to this. That's listening to this right now. <laughs> I, I do not take part in his after parties whatsoever. Oh, shut up. You know oh, look at that. You scared him away. He's the greasy strangler. <laughs> you want to know his name to call the police or anything like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you scared the black-eyed kids away. Yeah, they just ran off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that the little cartoon animation over here. Hey, I'm doing the best I can here. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, what's wrong with you? Me, everything. You're the one who has this plan in to your head. To jump off in front of black-eyed kids. Well, you know what? I to don't scare them. Like dying. I just don't Do invite the bitches like in. Be an American. Buy a gun. Don't don't invite them in. So so they're, they're fucking vampires. They're so fucking go, vampires. I would rather go away for pedophilia than murder. It's not murder I, I, if you're no, yourself. No, um, you're a little more respected under murder in the jail system. Okay, I'm pedophilia. Been thinking That's about I'm this just saying. That's you are. You oh are. God! They're like, I man, mean, you, you killed some black-eyed you, kids. You said they were vampires. Yeah. 
That's my theory. Oh, that's your theory. That's my personal theory of Black Eyed Kids. I was going to say, if they're actually vampires, I can understand his point because he probably needs a really good suck right now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Anyway, well, I think this is a good point to fucking... Oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah, we're going to no, keep no, going. No, we're, 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 going. we're still we're going on the Black Eyed Kids, no. fucker. What? I mean, come on. What I mean, more? you got to agree. My theory is pretty I pretty agree good. with your theory for sure, and I, it's a very compelling and, argument. And you listened to it. Did yeah. you hear my theory? I did hear your theory. What, what's your thoughts? i got to ask every guest because I'm I curious. Black-eyed kids, vampires, I could see it. I really could. But I don't think they can because their eyes are black. <laughs> wait, that's and, your... That, wait, and, what? And, and, oh, and we got fuck. the greasy strangler over oh, here fuck. jerking off into their faces. Oh, fuck. Wait, I, no, I just... <clears throat> <laughs> no, the, you're... The, I don't know. I'm confused, I guess. Uh, hey, it didn't take much, but, uh, you know. It's all right. Um, yeah, so did you have anything else? No, that's all I got, buddy. Is that all you got? Yeah. All right. You know, so whether you're walking around, <laughs> talking about door-to-door salesmen, buying not monkeys, monkeys. <clears throat> instead of a vacuum, because you really need the fucking vacuum. Or vacuum your fucking floors. <laughs> or, or get a monkey to vacuum your floors for you. Vacuum your floors before someone comes to try and sell you a monkey so the black-eyed kids don't show up. And drags you into the cult. And And then at the end of the cult, makes you drink the fucking Kool-Aid. Makes you drink the Kool-Aid. Or your mother's going to throw you off a balcony. One of the two. Yeah. I mean, coming off the balcony, that could be fun if there's a pool down there. Remember, they weren't allowed in the pool. Giant Kool-Aid pool. (laughs) Because they're dying, they could be... (laughs) You wanted to go first. If they landed in the hot tub, it could be a barbecue. They'd be the only way I told you that you were gonna get in this pool if you were dead. <laughs> You'll get in this oh. pool over my dead body. Okay, mom. <laughs> I've always wanted a new floaty. God, fucking <laughs> damn it! Oh, oh man. Okay. Sorry, I, I couldn't help. That was it. funny. No. Um. So. Yeah. So sleep tight. Don't join any cults, or or do. I mean, we won't judge you. Just no promises that they might not sacrifice you. And, and always be mindful of your fearful, fearful thoughts. thoughts.